The return up for Parlo. Leaves it off. Here's Mia Hamm. In the box. The shot. Go. She's got the record. Hey everyone, my name is Sabria Whitaker and I'm the founder of Grow the Game. Erica Piancastelli here, Tokyo 2021 Olympian. This is Carly Jackson, professional goaltender for the Buffalo Buttes. Hey everyone, this is Connor Moore, the social media manager of the Chicago Sky. You are now listening to Women's Sports Matter. Women's Sports Matter. Hosted by Gianna Belcastro. Alete Ogunbowale wins the national championship for Notre Dame. Before we begin today's episode, I want to highlight what will be taking place on Saturday, July 30th in celebration of the Chicago soccer doubleheader taking place at Soldier Field. On Instagram, there will be a social media takeover by Red Stars defender Tatum Malazzo, who will be taking the account over all day long. If you're not already following Women's Sports Matter on Instagram, you can go follow at Women's Sports Matter. Again, this takeover will be happening all day long, so make sure to go check out the account on July 30th. During the actual game itself, we will have two takeovers on Twitter for both San Diego fans and for Red Stars fans. For the San Diego fans, during the first half, my friends uh, that runs the account San Diego Gritty will be taken over on Twitter, and you can go follow, if you're not already, at W Sports Matter. And during the second half, my friends over at the Final Third podcast will be taking over. I'm super excited for these takeovers to happen, and I'm super excited to see the Red Stars finally play a game at Soldier Field. This is a great way for Chicagoans to experience Chicago's own NWSL team. I'm excited. You're excited. Everybody's excited. If you see me, you can say hello. I'll be working the fire game, selling 50-50 tickets. And then after that, I will be in the stands cheering on my Red Stars. If you want to purchase tickets for this event, you can go buy tickets from the Red Stars website or from the fire. And make sure to buy your parking passes in advance as well. That's another important thing to keep in mind. And to wrap things up before we get into today's episode, I just want to say how excited I am for the future of women's soccer in the city of Chicago. This is going to be a great showcase of talent. No matter who you're rooting for, this is going to be a very fantastic night. And yeah, go follow on social media to see these takeovers happen. I'm super excited for what everyone is going to post. And yeah. I love the NWSL. I'm going to sign off for now. Enjoy today's episode, the first ever edition of Gianna Learns About. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Women's Sports Matter, a podcast that is your one-stop shop for all things women's sports. Today, we are finally starting the segment 
that I've been talking about. Well, I only talked about it once, actually. Here's a little refresher. I'm starting a new segment called Gianna Learns About, where, you guessed it, your favorite podcast host is learning about a new sport that I have no idea about because I'm all, I'm all open to learning about new things. I don't want to just cover the same four sports all the time. So in order to kind of get that coverage going, we have to learn about the sport first so I can properly educate everyone else that wants to learn about it too. So I have a guest today to teach me about a new sport. Can you introduce yourself, please? Yes. Hi, my name is Jasmine Brown and I play rugby and I play rugby at the University of Maryland. University of Maryland. Yes. Go Terps. You're the second person, I believe, that has gone to that school on this show. Marissa Pillow was the other one. Okay. I think that's the two Terps. So. (laughs) before we get into rugby I do want to ask you about what you're currently doing because you do work in social and I think that is such a fun job it can be hard sometimes but I think what you do is really cool so if you could explain explain to everyone that's listening you know what you do on a day-to-day basis that would be great yeah so I work in social media I'm a social programmer for uh, Bleacher Reports Highlight Her which is the women's platform and uh, the women's adjacent to House of Highlights so, you know, we post everything, all ages, levels, abilities, and um, all sports. So um, I do a lot of that. It's a lot of fun, a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it a lot. Do you get to travel for anything? I do, yeah. So I was at, I was just in um, Philly to do like a 1v1 Creators League with House of Highlights. I'm actually going to LA tomorrow to do um, the Title Nine with Nike. And um, yeah, did Final Four and... I'll be in Chicago for the uh, All-Star game. So doing a lot. Yeah, we're doing a lot. Chicago, I will be in the, I will be at Wintrust for that, but I will be in the seats. I decided, you know, I'm just gonna, since it's here, I'm going to enjoy it. I don't know if I want to cover it. Maybe, maybe next time if it happens, but I just want to enjoy it being in my state. So that's going to be fun. I can't wait to see who gets picked for that. I know voting closed. Well, at the time of recording, it closed yesterday. So yeah, that that sounds really exciting. Um, So let's jump right in to rugby. So my knowledge (laughs) is limited. Can you explain, um, I guess, a dumbed down version of what rugby is? You can explain how many people are on the field, what the general point of the game is, things like that. Yeah, so pretty much um, the easiest way I can say it's a mix between football and soccer. Um, I feel like, I mean, because football, you know, when they go to the line and, you know, they scrum, um, that's that originated from rugby. Um that was, you know, that's that's where it originated from. Um, but the difference is, you know, in rugby or in football, the play stops. You know, they get a catch or they're down, you know, it stops. Rugby, it doesn't really stop. So that's where the soccer kind of comes in, just running around and <laughs> the clock is not really stopping. Um, you, if, you, if there's a turnover on, in football, you know, they 
switch to defense. The defense comes on the field, but in rugby, you're automatically on defense. So you're playing offense. If a turnover happens, you're automatically on defense. So it's like we're playing both sides of the ball um, the entire time for 90 minutes. Um, and yeah, I played a forward lock. It's kind of like a running back position. So um, I did most of the running, all the heavy core <laughs> running. Um, so there was like a four at line. It's like nine people. So it was a four at line with four people kind of doing, kind of do the same thing, but there's a back line and their, their object is to really swing the ball out as far as possible, but still try to run furthest away from the team to get the ball. So like we do like the heavy core running, running back stuff, all that nitty gritty stuff. They're kind of like the let's just get it furthest away from the team. So they pass the ball um, as far away from the other team as possible. And then they run to try to get a touchdown and try with it, as they call it. So you have to see it, but because um, it's yeah. a lot. It's very tricky. Like, even when I play, I still don't understand it. But <laughs> that's pretty much, you know, that's pretty much it. But I think to put it in simple terms, it's a mix of f- football and soccer. Okay. So it kind of sounds a little bit like Frisbee. I played ultimate Frisbee in high school. Um, okay. So it's a non-contact sport. I know that rugby is very <laughs> contact sport. So it's kind of similar. Um, I feel like in terms of passing and like continuous play mm-hmm. where we don't really have a lot of stops. Um, so I get that part. I have watched some rugby. Um, I think because of the olympics Mm -hmm. Uh, i've seen i think i've only watched men's rugby and more specifically i think it was new zealand i do remember that i know that they're very good yeah they're really good um i know that team usa is not the best yeah not the best but um alana mayer she's like one of the best maher she's like one of the best yeah her tiktok is yeah, it's very good. <laughs> That's the only reason I know her name is through TikTok and because of the Olympics and, mm-hmm. you know, all these athletes posting online about um, like what their room is like and what they do on a day to day basis. Right. Um, so rugby in the U.S. is not that popular. I know that for my high school, it was considered like a club sport. It's not um, in the like association for Illinois. I don't know if that's the case anywhere else. Did you, so you only played it in college. You said you didn't play it in high school at all. No, I didn't play it in high school, but I played, I I did play in college, um, but they do have, like they do have clubs um, um, in the state, in in Maryland. So, um, but it's like, no, like you said, professional league uh, for it, you know. So if people wanted to go and play professionally, would they have to go overseas? Because I'm assuming that all these like European countries and maybe like a New Zealander and Australia have leagues. Yeah, I think pretty much. I think that I think that's how it is. Um, and of course, you fun trial for USA. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, New Zealand and Australia and um, uh, the UK, that's pretty much the, the big wigs when it comes to rugby. I wonder why that is feels like did it originate where do you know where it originated at I, I think it 
I think it originated in, in, in Britain. I think it did. I think it originated there. If I'm not, I might be wrong. I'm going to fact check because I'm kind of interested because honestly, with all these like, you know, with like the crickets of the world and like yeah. netball and all these other like wacky sports. Yeah. Um, we're not really introduced to all this stuff because they come from all these different places. Like soccer is still growing in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So it's just. Honestly, it's fascinating to learn about all these different things because I am needing to up yeah. my coverage. Rugby union, commonly known simply as rugby. Oh, it, it did originate in England. Thank you, Wikipedia. In the first <laughs> half of the 19th century. Okay, let's talk about the ball that's used in rugby because it's kind of similar to a football. It is. But... Is it like, I know it's not the same material and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not the, that pigskin leather. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's like, it has the material feel of like a volleyball. So it's like, it's like a football shape, but the exterior has a volleyball texture, but it's kind of a little bit, it's not plush, but you can kind of squeeze it a little bit. Um, I mean, unless you like kind of, you know, uh, pump it up but yeah that's it but and, and it's larger too it's so it larger. can't be thrown like a football yeah can't be thrown like a football but you can kick it you can kick it as i know when you score a try um uh you have to score because a try is, uh, is five points and um you have someone kick the ball um to the field goals so that'll be two points to make it seven one thing that I've seen when I was watching it is that, like, there's these end zone type things, but, like, they'll run there, but then the play has to keep going, and I just, I don't get that part. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, are you talking about? Um, like, the team will about- run all the way down the field, and they'll be mm-hmm. in, like, kind of, like, the end zone. It looks like mm-hmm. an end zone, but then they'll, like, keep passing it, and I'm just, like, why – why is that not like considered like a goal or like whatever scoring term you use? Yeah, I think this is a, I think this is where the line is. Then the line is further back. Um, so you have to go all the way down. Yeah, you have to go all the way down. Oh, all the way. You have to go all the way down. Like football, you touch the line. Football, a little inch of it touches over the line. You're there, but you have to go all the way down when it comes okay. to, to rugby. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it's weird. I know they 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 run behind the yeah they run behind the field goal. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot that comes with it. And I think football took that and sent, it just made it more simple. Okay, <laughs> I always wondered about that. I was like, did they not score? Yeah, no, yeah, they it, didn't. It's, yeah, it's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to see what else. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page to see what else. Um, so there's a thing called rugby sevens. Is that the main type of like, I guess, rugby out there? Like, I'm assuming that means that there's seven people on the field, unless I'm wrong. Yeah. Oh, sevens. Yeah. So they have, well, they have the sevens and then it's also, um, 15. Or nine, or nine, I think. Um, sevens is a lot, lot more fast paced um, than the traditional um, number of people in the field. I think it's fifteen. I forgot. Yeah, it but, says fifteen um, on here. 
Yeah, 15. It's 15 regular, but sevens. It's like, like I did, I remember I did a 15s match one time and I did a sevens right after and I was just completely, I was done because this is more feel, less people, more running. It's just a lot. So, um, so I would say sevens, the 15s is more um, foundational. You, you really get the gist of how rugby is um, with the 15s. But the sevens is more exciting because, you know, that's where the running comes in. And, you know, somebody breaks away and gets away from everybody, they're pretty much going to score because there's not a lot of people on the field. So, yeah, can, you tell me, can you tell me more about, like, the type of fouls there are in this sport? Yeah, so I would say the foul – so the main thing in rugby is you have to go – you have to pass backwards. You can't go forward. Um so, you know, football, you can only go forward. Um, rugby, you have to go, you have to pass it. You have the ball and you got to carry it and you have to pass it like that um, to um, to your, your uh, teammate. Um, but if the ball goes forward at any time, it's called a knock on the ball. Um, so in that case, when that happens, that is when the scrum kind of happens like how, how they do in football when they're trying to, you know, tackle each other. Um, so it'll be, it'll be three people. It'll be five people um, from each team. So it'll be three in the front and then it'll be two people in the back. And it's a cadence that happens, um, one that happens. So we have to lock up and they'll say down, crouch, set, or set, crouch. And then um, there's a fly half they're waiting to have the ball to which whatever team gets to have the advantage of the ball they'll roll the ball under um the teams and we'll have to like fight it out and duke it out to see which team can you know knock each other to get the ball to whichever team can can grab it and whoever sees it if it's, if it's on their side and they're not offside they can grab the ball and then continue play so that's pretty much one foul and then um another foul it it happens often, but not really. But um, if it you know when it goes out of bounds, um, what what will happen is that team, the team that knocked it out of bounds, they have the opposing team, they have um, someone lift like lift up a player because <laughs> they'll throw the ball back in the bounds. So they'll like throw it, like you'll lift up a player. It's a lot of arm work in that sport, but they'll lift it up and then you throw it back in, then they'll throw it to somebody. I don't understand that one, but this is pretty, pretty much, this is always fighting for the ball. No matter what you do, you're just always fighting for the ball. So that's pretty much what happens. Yeah. I was going to ask you about the lifting players thing because I, so for my high schools, um, like, we did like a morning show every Friday and they showed mm-hmm. highlights one day um, from this one girl who was like lifted up during like one of the plays. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Right. <laughs> Why are they lifting people? What's the whole point of that? So is it just for, I guess, when that kind of turnover happens or are there other instances when players are lifted? Yeah, that's it. It's just when it goes out of bounds. Um, that's That's usually when it happens. So you know, they'll lift them up. And usually, the, of course, the lightest person will be lifted because 
<laughs> Can I look anybody else heavy? Um, but yeah, that's pretty much how it is. Interesting. Okay. I'm getting so much rugby knowledge. I love it. I'm gonna have to go and uh watch some highlights when we're done because this yeah. is this is sounds pretty cool. Will rugby be included in the 2024 Olympics? Do you know? I'm not sure about I hope so though. Um I know, and I think there was some news about rugby being here, I think. Um, yes, 20, like, I did recall. <laughs> I saw that there, it's like, I'm trying to remember. I remember seeing the tweet. Yeah, I was like, it's, it's going to be like 2038 or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, here. <laughs> it's a tournament. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it is. I don't remember if it's men's or women's. It could be both. I think it's both. It's both. I They're hosting, that. but different years. I think it's like a World Cup type thing that they might yes, be hosting. I think, yes, I think that's what it is. I think one is 2036 and another is like 2038 or something like that. I think it's one. Yeah, I remember retweeting it. I remember yeah. seeing the tweet. I could see the graphic in my head. I just don't. Right. <laughs> don't remember exactly what it is, but I remember <laughs> seeing it. Um gotta tell you gotta tell the people what's going on so that's a long long time i'm probably not gonna remember by (laughs) until it comes back up (laughs) we gotta we gotta tweet at usa rugby hey can you remind us when you're in this event again we forgot already Uh, so the field itself usually um what would be like the usual length of the field like what is um what's, what's the terminology i'm looking for what's like the standard length of the field uh i believe it's the same as a football field if i'm not mistaken um but i know i forgot the regulation for it but i know when i played there were some rugby fields that were smaller um than others so that was the weird part about it but I know it had to be a certain length but there were some that were that were bigger so I don't I don't know how that even <laughs> I think a football feels like 100 yards um yeah rugby was just different I think they measured it differently <laughs> okay I'll yeah. I'll look into that later too because I I've seen some that were like pretty big I was like whoa you play rugby on that field and then other times where it's like it's a little small. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've definitely played on smaller ones. I think it's definitely, I would say it's definitely harder to play on a small one because the ball can go out of bounds easier and all that stuff. So I, I remember one time the ball went out of bounds and I had to keep lifting up somebody over and over again and my arms were just, I was just done. Then there was one time, the knock, it was a knock on the ball because we were just playing so close together and we had to do our cadence and scrum it was like I, I was tired like I think we did it at least eight times and you're not you're not really supposed to do, do it that much but we did it so much I'm like I can't do this anymore <laughs> I'm like I could never do space. that yeah more space on the field the better honestly <laughs> I feel like I would be the one that would be lifted up I'm like short and mm-hmm. tiny so I right yeah exactly. lifted me I wish I was taller. I would not want to be lifted. I feel like that is very scary. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> I haven't done it, but I know, I know, especially if you're light 
And if somebody, like, I know I was strong, so I would lift up and they would just go shoot right up. So I know, <laughs> I know they were probably a little scared to go up all the time. <laughs> and this was why I never did cheerleading either. It lifts me up. No. Yeah, it's kind of like cheerleading because it's like it's one person in the back and then it's one person in the yeah. front. So when you have to lift the person, yeah. I want to ask you about the type of equipment, because I know that it's definitely not the same in, in regards to football, where, you know, you got a helmet and like shoulder pads and whatever. And rugby, right. there's not that much. Nothing. The only thing you pretty much had was a scrum cap. And that wasn't really that didn't really do anything because you still get a concussion with that scrum cap. So, I mean, you could get one with the helmets, but um, I think. I think because of the fact that we didn't have as much equipment, I think the um, the the hitting wasn't as hard because we were all aware that we didn't have, you know, pads on and stuff like that. Because um, I, I didn't try to, uh, you know, tackle anybody so much, like really hard. I mean, it happened, but um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't really like an intentional thing because we all knew what was what was going on. You got bruised. I got cleated a lot. Um, but that was that wasn't intentional. <laughs> I remember being cleated too. It is not for not people fun. that have not experienced that. You are not missing out because it is it is an experience that I never want ever again. I would never want to. <laughs> I've gotten I've gotten cleated in soccer. I've gotten cleated in Frisbee. I don't want any more of that because it hurts a lot. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> I used to have crazy bruises. So what kind of cleats do you wear for rugby? Is it like football, soccer? Like what do you use? Um, I, th- uh, I think we did mostly soccer. We did like soccer cleats because I think I, I had – um. I went to Adidas store and got some mezzies, some mezzy cleats. Most of them had Nike cleats, but I think it was definitely on the soccer side for the most part. Yeah, most people had either Adidas or Nike. Soccer cleats are, do you get the ones that are like just the low cleat or you get the ones that have like the funky little, it makes it look like a high top a little bit, but not really. I've got the regular. <laughs> the regular, regular yeah. It's like, it's like a little sleeve. Too mm-hmm. and it's like, why do I want the extra work to put a shoe on? Exactly. It's, I'm like, I'm good. It's fine. Yeah. I I still have my I use my soccer cleats for frisbee, and they're very old now, and I need new ones because I think when I go to Nebraska, I'm gonna play frisbee there. I also thought about well, I don't think I'm trying to think if Nebraska has rugby. I think I saw one for men's. There might be a women's one too. I've seen like okay. co-ed. Is that popular doing co-ed rugby? Um, not really. Um, it's mostly they're mostly um separate. But I mean, I I have seen co-ed rugby before though. I know that at my high school there was um, kind of like with football, we've had like a f- few girls like join the team, but there's only like a men's rugby. Team. okay yeah i know really... black football is more popular co-ed yeah yeah there was like i believe in my school's history there's only been well at least from what i can remember there's been like three girls that have played rugby mm, okay it was interesting 
I know there's there is a women's rugby team near me for mm-hmm. a high school like 10 minutes away okay. so I know that there's like teams that exist but they're like frisbee with us there's not that many teams that exist right. where you can have it as a sport right right so my next question for you is how how do we and, and this is a loaded question too how do we grow the sport of rugby in the U.S. like is there any simple stuff that we can take do, do you have any ideas I, I just want to see what you got yeah I mean I think I think for the most part what with what they have I think they're doing a good job um broadcasting it so that sometimes I see it on you know NBC and other channels and I'm just like scrolling through on the guide um but I think maybe if wherever the Olympics are next um it's LA right it's Paris and then LA Paris and LA so yeah I think I think with um I guess even maybe even LA just kind of since everybody will be up over here watching you know sports I think maybe having a good good slot um for that will be good so people can kind of see maybe try to draw a comparison you know with um rugby and football and be like oh this is where this is where football originated and of course you know football is not uh, a global thing um but rugby kind of is so I think just kind of showing you know where football originated from I think probably introducing the historical aspect from it would be pretty neat um but yeah I mean it's probably something that's not going to catch on and become too popular um it's definitely niche in the sport but I think I think I think what I try to do since I played it, I, you know, always put rugby on the highlight. I put uh, rugby on highlight hers page. Um, and surprisingly, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, do more rugby. Like, please post more rugby highlights and stuff like that. So, you know, it makes me feel good because I'm just, you know, just putting it on the page. But a lot of people are, um, and it is always that one sport too. Like we post netball and football, uh, footbally and stuff like that. And people just like, oh, this is cool. But when it comes to rugby, a lot of people do say post more rugby highlights. So I've, I've noticed that in the comments. So I'm like, okay, maybe it is starting to catch on and maybe people are a fan of it. So who knows? It might, it might, you know, it might blow up in a couple of years. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I think it is in terms of world sports, maybe one of the most popular outside of the u.s right yeah shame on you usa do better <laughs> almost almost they won one and lost the next one <laughs> maybe we'll see more more of these like across the pond sports be popular here but i don't want cricket to take over in the u.s that's the last thing i want to see you know what i want to see take over honestly rugby i need more frisbee mm-hmm. um uh, there was frisbee championships on ESPNU that I watched the other day. I got my coworker interested in it. In it, I was teaching them all the terms. So we need more like so and so learns about this, so people can just be educated. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Knowledge is power. Schoolhouse Rock, my favorite, my favorite mm-hmm. little learning tools. Do you have any um, rugby players that? Well, were you aware of like international teams when you were playing or 
because I was going to ask if you looked looked up into looked up to any players when you were playing, like kind of copying their style of play. Um, not really. I mean, I know when I was playing, we watched film. So, you know, we watched film of like uh, tournaments and sevens tournaments and stuff like that. But um, there really wasn't really wasn't anybody that I looked up to because I, re- I really didn't know you know, most of the names at the time, I was just like, oh, let me just play. Cause I, you know, I wasn't, I, I, I didn't join rugby until my junior year of college. And somebody was like, you know, the girls team needs help. Go join it. That's, that's literally how I joined it. That's literally how I joined it. So it wasn't like something that I was like, oh, let me just, you know, I've loved rugby for a long time and stuff like that. <laughs> well, um, but it was fun. And I got addicted to it, like, you know, really, really quickly. Um, but I think there is a player that I really like um, uh, as of recent when I when I saw after college. Her name is Elia Green or yeah, Elia Green. She's like a tackle like machine. So she I mean, she she runs fast, but she also tackle like she's known for her tackling because she can knock you over. And it's like really lethal. Um, that's probably she's probably one of my favorite. Um, one of my favorite players and of course entertaining entertaining players is um is Maher <laughs> absolutely I think everybody everybody on TikTok knows that one right <laughs> so we are gonna head to a commercial break now we're gonna learn about what's going on this week in the world of women's sports betting as usual take it away Derek so I think we're gonna be able to finish before the timer is up we're just gonna do like a few closing things and we'll be done okay and so we're gonna jump back into it now in three two thank you again Derek for letting us know what's going on this week in the world of women's sports betting always appreciate you educating us on all these different betting terms and again go to bethercom b-e-t dash h-e-r dot com before we end today's episode you know how it goes we're just gonna do a nice little shout out to whoever you want to your time to give a shout out to your friends your teammates anybody you want to go ahead yeah um let me see love to get a give a shout out to all of my all of my homies Ari being one of them the first because you know that's the homie will highlight her uh, Krishan, that's my that's my partner on Highlight Her. Um, and then I also want to give a shout out to my mini tribe. So that's Jasmine Baker, Erica Ayala, uh, Lo and Princess. Ari's in there too. I want to give a shout out to them. And then I just want to give a shout out to everybody that's supporting, you know, the Highlight Her page because you won't be, wouldn't be here without y'all. <laughs> it's an excellent page. I Thank love it. You. It's one of the first women's sports pages that I ever um, followed. I've been you. following for a few years now. So I really appreciate what you guys are doing over there. It's Thank you. Thank pretty you. damn cool. Thank you. We try. We try. Small, <laughs> small team. It's only two of us, two, two three of us, but we, we definitely try to make the page as popping as possible. <laughs> yes. Can I ask you what? hat you're wearing because i think i can tell what it is yes ma'am it's the it's the houston comets hat houston <laughs> comets i did a question the other day of what is um a former women's sports team that you miss the most and that came up quite a lot of course 
of course <laughs> that was way before my time i would like to i would like to say but um i have done some reading up on the comments and uh, a bunch of other uh former wnba teams i remember one of the teams that doesn't exist anymore is the this is the last one this was the first one of the first teams that i watched growing up was i believe san antonio stars i, I believe mm -hmm. i'm correct i remember yep. that team um that was a while ago i remember watching yeah. their games but i did grow up a sky fan but i also like the stars mm -hmm. yeah i think it's what's over to the aces so. yes and i don't like the aces <laughs> <laughs> that's our rival so i don't like them right exactly um, so now is the time to tell everybody where uh, what your socials are, where to follow you, um, where to follow Highlight Her, anything else you want to mention. Yeah, so um, you can follow me. Uh, my name is Jazz Van Gogh. So um, J-A-Z-Z Van Gogh on Twitter and then on Instagram. It's the same name, but three Zs. And then you can follow Highlight Her at Highlight Her. So Highlight and then H-E-R. Too easy crazy <laughs> go follow highlight her go please, do it please, please we are you. we are less than two less than 1500 away from 200k so we are we are almost That's there a lot. we are almost there <laughs> all right it is time for my little spiel it is the worst part of the episode because i try to go really fast i've been trying to work on it but we'll see all right. Before we get to today's ending spiel, which I know is everybody's favorite part of the Women's Sports Matter podcast, let's see what's going on this week in the world of women's sports betting. BetHer.com wants to thank you for listening to the Women's Sports Matter podcast and educating yourself about betting opportunities on combat sports like UFC fights. While there are simple money line bets, which just ask you to pick the winner of a fight, there are many other ways to bet on these bouts. For example, many sports books will offer a method of victory wagers in which you can try to predict how the winning fighter will claim her victory. You can also bet on which round the fight will end and whether a fighter will be disqualified, among other things. Many sports books will even allow you to combine the method of victory and round of victory into a single bet. As with any other prop bets, the odds on these markets can mean a better payout if you guess right, but that's because the difficulty level increases compared to simply staking one fighter or the other to win the fight. That means to have a better chance of winning these bets, you need to do more research to educate yourself about the trends with fighters, recent history between competitors, and fighters' styles. The reason we highlighted MMA betting this week is that Juliana Pena faces the legend Amanda Nunez for the bantamweight title at UFC 277 this Saturday in Dallas. Sportsbooks have Nunez, a solid favorite, to win the bout on their money lines right now. Athletes Unlimited Softball gets going this Friday from Rosemont, Illinois. And last year, DraftKings offered action on the games in three states. Betters should look for the lines this weekend to see if that will be the case again in 2022. The 2022 Conmebol Copa America Femenina wraps up this week with the second semifinal match on Tuesday, the third place contest on Friday, and the championship on Saturday. 
The semifinals of the 2022 UEFA Women's European Championship play out on Tuesday and Wednesday, with that tournament's final set for Saturday. The LPGA Tour continues its European swing with the Trust Golf Women's Scottish Open from Ayrshire beginning on Thursday. Winner's future should be available at legal sports books soon. The NWSL gets back on the pitch with two nightly matches on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, while the WNBA features at least one game every day this week except for Monday and Wednesday. Check your favorite sports betting app the morning of those events for markets. Previews for these events, plus more information on how to bet legally and safely on women's sporting events is available for free at betherd.com. That's B-E-T hyphen H-E-R.com. Now let's get to the end of today's episode. If you want to follow me on social media, guess what you can? I am on five different places. Women's Sports Matter on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. It's just Women's Sports Matter. There you go. Women's Sports Matter also on YouTube where you can watch this interview and others. Who why wouldn't you want to why wouldn't you want to do that? Come on. It's it's a nice little visual aspect to my interviews. So there you go. Uh Women's Sports Matter, we're 22 subscribers strong. So you should go subscribe like right now. And you can follow me on Twitter at WSportsMatter. Also, go support your local women's sports team. If you know your college or high school has a women's rugby team, go support them. Go do it. Go look it up where the team is. Go support them. Go support WNBA teams, NWSL, all the pro-am women's soccer leagues that are out there. Go discover women's sports games. Go support them. That's that's the message. Support your local women's sports team, people. You can do it. I trust you. Okay. What else do I got? There's a bunch of links down below, as always. There's links to player associations, to register to vote, to find a vaccine. Bunch of great resources. Go check them out down below. I think that's going to be it for today's episode. I really appreciate you, Jasmine, for coming on today's show and teaching me about rugby. I know a lot more than I did an hour ago, so that's great. I love that. Good, good. I love it. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to end today's episode. Thank you again for listening to another episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. Please check out the social media and make sure to su- subscribe wherever you get your podcast. That's going to be it for me this week. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>